Where are you going to go for the best in college radio? The University of Central Missouri, of course. Tune in to the UCM radio station, The Beat. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Taking the Snap, Season 1, Episode 11. Oh, my goodness. Week 11, guys. Can you believe it? The NFL has been flying by this season so far. It's been incredible. I've enjoyed watching it. Coming up, we're going to recap Week 10, make predictions for Week 11, go over the power rankings, I'll give grades to other quarterbacks, and more. That's all coming up on UCM The Beat. Let's talk about how I did in predictions last week. I did not do very well. I was 7 for 14. That's not very good, but it's not terrible, to be honest. Let's recap those games real quick. The Falcons broke my heart and choked. They lost to the Panthers. 25 to 15. The thing that really killed the Panthers was third down efficiency as they were, get this, three for 11 on third down. That's not very good at all. The Buccaneers finally decided to, decided to show up on offense because they've been hot garbage all season. So they took down the mighty Seahawks 21 to 16. Yes, their defense almost choked it away at the end, but the Bucs were just too strong on offense. Let's be honest. There were multiple things that killed the Seahawks' chances of winning. First, third down efficiency without a doubt. They were 1-for-9 on third down. Another thing was only having 14 rushing attempts for a whopping 39 yards. That's not going to help you anytime soon. Finally, they held the ball for only 23 minutes and 5 seconds, and that's also going to kill you because I talk about it all the time. Time of possession is key to winning in the NFL because... It keeps the other team off the field. It gives your team a chance to score, and the Seahawks just couldn't do that. The Lions came back and beat the Bears 31-30. to I was very shocked by this, to be honest, because the Lions are such a bad team that it's just common for them at this point. It's a very close game at the end, but this puts the Lions on a two-game winning streak. Get this, for the first time since 2020, they will now be looking to add a three-game winning streak coming up later this week for the first time since 2017. That was five years ago, guys. Can you believe that? The thing that killed the Bears, without a doubt, was their kicker missing an extra point, which would have sent the game into overtime, but unfortunately, kickers, they let you down sometimes. Another thing was penalties, as they were penalized ten, excuse me, nine times for 86 yards, that's not going to help you at all anytime soon either. The Dolphins beat the Be- beat the Browns 39-17. Between their two-star running backs, the Browns only got 112 rushing yards on 24 rushing attempts. They averaged 4.8 yards per play. And finally, they gave up 491 total yards of offense to the Miami Dolphins. That's pretty embarrassing. Because the Dolphins have been so inconsistent these last few years that it just seems common for them to lose. But this season, it seems like they're actually winning a game. The Titans beat the Broncos 17-10. That's no surprise there because the Broncos' offense is still hot garbage this year. They have not figured it out whatsoever. Russell Wilson's kind of struggling. The thing that absolutely destroyed the Broncos, though, was their inability to convert on third down. They were 4-for-17 on third down, which... That's not going to help you at all because it's it's just awful. The Vikings beat the Bills in quite possibly the game of the year, 33-30. to 30. Now, the thing that immediately comes to mind 
as to what killed the Bills was turnovers. They turned the ball over four times, two fumbles, and two interceptions. Josh Allen once again struggled with his passing. He did not... He threw for over 330 yards, but he threw two red zone interceptions, and that's going to kill you anytime because when you cannot score in the red zone, it gives your opponent a chance to score in the red zone, which is not good in today's NFL. The Giants beat the Texans 24-16. to Turnovers absolutely killed the Texans as they turned the ball over twice. Another thing was third down efficiency. They were 3-for-10 on third down. That's a whopping 30%. That's not good. The Chiefs beat the Jaguars 27-17. Now, the thing that killed the Jaguars absolutely was them going 4-for-14 on third down. They averaged 5.2 yards per play, which is good for some teams, but for the Jacksonville Jaguars this year, it's just been bad luck after bad luck. They keep... When they keep losing all these close games, these 10-point games, and then they just start losing multiple games in a row. The Steelers beat the Saints 20-10. to T.J. Watt made his return for the first time since his torn pec muscle in Week 1. The Saints were 3-for-12 on third down. They also averaged 4.1 yards per play. Finally, they got penalized 10 times for, get this, 74 yards. Not very good. The Colts beat the Raiders 25-20. to Hey, Jeff Saturday got his first win as interim head coach with no head coaching experience at all. I'm pretty sure that shocked most of his opponents and, quite frankly, his family, to be honest. Jeff Saturday finally... Yeah, he must enjoy both Saturday and Sunday since Saturday is his last name, after all. The thing that killed the Raiders was being penalized 10 times for a whopping 74 yards. Being penalized 10 times is not... Is a lot, but, and that's going to kill you anytime in the NFL. The Packers beat the Cowboys 31-28 to in overtime. Christian Watson caught three touchdown passes from Aaron Rodgers. Now, the thing that killed the Cowboys was going for it on fourth down in overtime. Let me tell you this, folks. You do not, and I repeat, do not give Aaron Rodgers a short field to work with because nine times out of ten, he's going to make you pay for it. The Cardinals beat the Rams 27-17 with both of their backup quarterbacks in because, fun fact, Matthew Stafford and Kyler Murray were out for this game with injuries. Matthew Stafford's currently dealing with a shoulder injury while Kyler Murray is still trying to recover from a hamstring injury. And another injury. Wow, a lot of injuries for the Rams this year. Cooper Cup, holy moly, he had ankle surgery and has been placed on the injury reserve list. Now, the thing that killed the Rams also was third down efficiency. Once again, it strikes, and it's going to strike hard. They were 3-for-11 on third down, and the Rams also had two turnovers in this game. The 49ers beat the Chargers 22-16. to the Chargers are just too injured in order to win. The thing that killed the Chargers, though, they only got 4.7 yards per pass from their star quarterback, Justin Herbert. Now, Justin Herbert is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL this year. He's very, very, very talented. But when you only throw 4.7 yards per pass, that's not going to do you any good. Finally, the possible upset of the week, the Commanders beat the Eagles 
32 to 21. I was very shocked by this, to be honest. Without looking at the stats, I immediately know what killed them. They had four turnovers, which kills momentum without a doubt. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. Coming up, I'll talk about quarterback grades, and I'll go over the standings with you. That's all coming up next. You're listening to Taking the Snap exclusively on UCM The Beat. We can stop to make sure someone is okay. Get in the way and disrupt the situation. Codify an authority. Or walk them home safely. We can change the language around rape. We can make campuses safer for our teammates, our friends, and our classmates. We cannot be bystanders. Taking action isn't always easy, but it's on, on us to intervene. Because we can. Learn more and take the pledge at itsonus.org. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. All right, guys, welcome back to Taking the Snap. Let's take a look at the standings in the NFL through Week 10. Move Starting off with the AFC East, we have the Miami Dolphins leading the division at 7-3. This is a very good record. Tyreek Hill's leading the league in receiving yards, as usual. Jalen Waddle's doing very well. Tua Tagovailoa is an MVP candidate right now as we speak. The Jets in second place at 6-3. This is not a bad record for the Jets because I did not expect them to do anything at the beginning of this year, but they're actually a very solid team. The Buffalo Bills at 6-3. This is quite possibly the most disappointing thing about the Bills season so far. They've turned the ball over way too many times, and they are not doing very well so far. I mean, they have a winning record, sure, but their offense is kind of stalling out after Josh Allen injured his elbow again. Moving on to last place is the New England Patriots at 5-4. and four. I, did, I expected this because Bill Belichick is a washed-up head coach. I know some of you are going to say, how is he a washed-up head coach? He took them to seven Super Bowls. Yes, he did, but that was with Tom Brady, and this is a different quarterback situation. Moving on to the AFC North, the Ravens are leading the division at 6-3. and three. Not surprising there because they are a very solid team. Marcus Peters is on that team. Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, whenever you have those three, you're going to have a chance to win anytime. Moving on to the AFC North in second place in the AFC North, we have the Cincinnati Bengals at 5-4. and four. This is not a bad record compared to these next two teams. The Browns are in third place at 3-6. and six. This is very shocking to me because when they picked up Deshaun Watson, I expected them to compete, but at the time, I did not know what his suspension was going to be, and I did not expect Jacoby Brissett to be taking the reins through the first 10 weeks of the NFL season. Moving on to last place in the AFC North is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm not surprised here. This is a rebuilding year for the Pittsburgh Steelers. As much as I hate to admit it, the Steelers are a very good team still. But when you trade away Chase Claypool and all you have is Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, and a rookie quarterback in Kenny Pickett, you're not going to win many games. Moving on to the AFC West, 
The Chiefs are leading the division at seven and two. That's a very good record. They're four and one at home and three and one on the road, which is a very astounding record. Chargers are in second place at five and four. I don't know what's happening to the Chargers, man. They're a very good team, yes, but they have way too many injuries right now to be winning. Moving on to the third place in the AFC West is the Denver Broncos. I'm very shocked by this because I'm going to be honest, I did not expect Russell Wilson to be this horrible so far in the NFL this year. Through 10 weeks, he's he's doing awful. His offense is very inconsistent. Moving on to last place in the AFC West is the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm not surprised here. They're 2-7. and seven. That's a very pathetic record. Moving on to the AFC South, the Titans, the Tennessee Titans are leading the division at 6-3. This is a very good record. They just beat the Broncos. They nearly beat the Chiefs, but Mahomes prevailed in overtime. Anyway, moving on to second place, the Indianapolis Colts are at 5-4-5-1, five, five excuse me. The Jacksonville Jaguars are in third place at 3-7. And, and finally, moving on to last place, the worst team in the NFL this year, without a doubt, the Houston Texans. This is another rebuilding year for them. They are going to get the first round pick in the NFL draft next year, without a doubt. Moving on to the NFC, e NFC East. The Eagles are leading the division at 8-1. That's not a very bad record. That's actually a very good record considering that Jalen Hurts led them to eight straight victories. That's pretty good, especially for a quarterback in his third year. Second place in the, in, in the NFC West belongs to the New York Giants. This is a very good team right here. I'm not surprised. I was surprised at the beginning of the year that they were doing so well. Moving on to third place, the Dallas Cowboys at 6-3. and three. This doesn't really shock me. Dak Prescott's a very good quarterback. I know some of you are going to say, how are you going to say he's a good quarterback? He throws too many interceptions. Yes, he does. I agree with that. But still, his, his record is very good. Moving on to the last place in the NFC East, Washington Commanders at 5-5. Five and five. Not one team in the East for any conference has a losing record. That is very shocking to me. Here's a shocker for me as well. The NFC North. Let's talk about the NFC North for a second. The Minnesota Vikings, get this, are leading the division with a record of 8-1. I did not expect this. I expected the Packers to be in the first place in the, in the NFC North, but it sure looks like to me that they're going to be on a tanking road this year, and they're going to be very bad. They're not going to make the playoffs, I don't think. Moving on to second place, the Green Bay Packers at 4-6. and six. Now, let me ask you this. How in the world is a team in second place that is 4-6? and six? That's absolutely awful. 3-6 and six Lions are in third place. And finally, the 3-7 and seven Bears are in last place. None of those teams really surprised me at all, except for the Minnesota Vikings and the Green Bay Packers. Moving on to the NFC South. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in first place. No surprise there at five and five in the conf five and five in the league this year. This is very this is very not Tom Brady. I'm gonna be honest with you. Four and six for the Falcons at second place. How are the Falcons in second place? I have no idea. 
The Panthers are in third place at 3-7. And, and finally, rounding out the NFC South is the New Orleans Saints. They are also 3-7. and seven. The NFC West is very competitive this year as well. Well, not really. The Seattle Seahawks are leading the division at 6-4. and four. Very good record. Very solid quarterback this year so far. I don't know how Geno Smith is doing well, but possibly he's doing drugs. But no, he's been doing very well this year. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. The 49ers are in second place at 5-4. and four. This is a very solid record, especially with how competitive the NFL is this year. Moving out of the third place in the, in the NFC West, we have the Arizona Cardinals at 4-6. and six. And finally, rounding it out in last place, the Rams are 3-6. and six. I don't know what is going on with the Rams. They're a terrible team this year. Let me give you my quarterback grades. Okay, now I know you were going to say, well, this is new. Yes, it is. I'm going to try this out and see, we'll see how it works. Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to start with Patrick Mahomes because he's amazing. This kid is absolutely incredible. Patrick Mahomes, I'd give him an A so far this year because he's an outstanding quarterback. He's made a bunch of amazing throws. Jalen Hurts also deserves an A because he led the Eagles to an eight-game winning streak to start the season, which is not easy to do in today's NFL. Moving on to Josh Allen, he I'm going to give him a B, to be honest, this season because here's the thing. He's been throwing way too many interceptions in the red zone so far this season. He's leading, get this, this is an embarrassing step right here. He is leading the NFL in red zone turnovers. That is awful. Moving on to Joe Burrow, I'm going to give Joe a B- minus because his offensive line has been inconsistent this year. You know, he's been getting sacked a lot of times. He's just not a very solid quarterback. This year, at least. I mean, he he's a solid quarterback, but he has to have the white right. He has to have the right wide receivers. Moving on to Lamar Jackson, I'm going to give him an A minus because he's been doing very well so far this season. Tua Tagovailoa, I'm going to give him an A. It's not even close because here's the thing: Tua has led the Dolphins to seven wins, which is one away from their win total from last year. Geno Smith, I'm going to give him a C because, let's be honest, the only reason he's successful this year is because of his wide receivers are Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to give him a C-. minus. He's picked it up in the last few weeks. I'm, I'm going to admit it to him. He's picked it up, but he still has a lot to do. Tom Brady, I'm going to give him an F. It's not even close because he has been slumping all year this season. His offense is inconsistent. Defense has not been helping him either. And when your defense doesn't really help you a lot, that's that's going to kill you, obviously. Kirk Cousins, I'm going to give him an A because he's Kirk Cousins and he's absolutely incredible. It's amazing that the Vikings are at eight wins right now. Moving on to Justin Fields, I'm going to give him a D, but the only reason I'm going to give him a D it's because he has not gotten a chance to throw the ball a lot this year. He's gotten a lot of chances to run the ball, but he's not gotten a chance to pass the ball and show us what he can do. Justin Herbert, I'm going to give Justin Herbert a B because he's been injured a lot this year. 
Jimmy G, I'm going to give you a B as well because here's the thing. Jimmy G, they don't really pass the ball a lot. They only run the ball. And when you only can run the ball as a team, that's not going to do you any good. Moving on to Daniel Jones, I'm going to give him a C because he's just been inconsistent this year. Saquon Barkley's been tearing it up so far this year. Dak Prescott, I'm going to give him a C because he's still turning the ball over way too much. Kyler Murray, I'm also going to give him a C. I know, three straight Cs. <laughs> but the reason I'm going to give Kyler Murray a C is because, well, he's very lazy when it comes to watching film because he apparently likes to play Call of Duty on his own. Moving on to Ryan Tannehill, I'm going to give him a D because... Like I said earlier, the Titans don't do anything but run the ball. They are very bad at passing, apparently. Matt Ryan, I'm going to give you an F because you've been sacked way too many times this year. Trevor Lawrence, I'm going to give you a C, to be honest, because you're doing quite well for your sophomore season. Not too shabby. I mean, 14 touchdowns, that's not too bad at all, especially in the NFL these days. Derek Carr, I'm going to give you an F. You should be leading this team. You should not be crying on the microphone saying you're pissed off, and I know I know you're mad. I understand that. But you should not be on the microphone saying you're mad because that's going to get to your head, and defenses are going to use that to, your, to their advantage. Russell Wilson, I'm going to give you an F because what are you doing, my man? You got paid $250 million in the offseason for your team to be 3-6 and six through 10 weeks. That's absolutely pathetic. Taylor Heineke, I'm going to give you a B because you are Taylor Heineke, first of all. Second of all, you've done very well this season ever since you became the starting quarterback because Carson Wentz is one of those quarterbacks that unfortunately gets injured way too often. Jared Goff, I'm going to give you a B because it's not really your fault that your team sucks. It's the defense's fault that the team sucks. Jacoby Brissett, I'm going to give you a C because you've done a very good job of leading the team to a 3-6 record, which is not very good, but it's respectable. Mac Jones, I'm going to give you an F. You've not played very well at all this season. You haven't played well since last year anyway. I don't even know why. I, don't, I really don't even know why. Bill Belichick even started you in the first place. Marcus Mariota, I'm going to give you an F as well because you're just overrated. You can't throw the ball to save your life. You can only run the ball to save your life. Davis Mills, I'm going to give you an F, but it's not really your fault that your team sucks. It's it's the head coach itself. It's the front office. It's pretty much everything. Moving on to Matthew Stafford, I'm going to give him an F because... The Rams are just completely awful this year. They're 3-6. and six, Last place in the division. That's pathetic. Even I can do better than that. Kenny Pickett, I'm going to give you a C because you're way better than Mitch Trubisky, first of all. Second of all, you have a lot to learn, kid. You got a lot to learn, but you're getting there. Zach Wilson in... Rounding it out, Zach Wilson, I'm going to give you a D because you fumbled the ball way too many times. All right, guys, let's move on to a trivia question, and your trivia question this week is, 
who returned an interception this year in week two of the NFL to seal the victory for the Chiefs? Was it A, Daniel Sorensen, B, Justin, excuse, Jalen Watson, C, Tyron Matthew, or D, Juan Thornhill? Stick around to the end to find out the answer. All right, we're going to take another quick break. Coming up, I'm going to be talking about the power rankings according to experts on ESPN. We'll do that next. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Taking the Snap only on UCM The Beat. Hey, everybody. Rachel Ray here. Nothing puts a bigger smile on my face than cooking up a big meal for family and friends. But there's not enough room at my table for the 17 million kids in America who are struggling with hunger. These children, that's one out of every five, often have to skip meals because there's just nothing to eat in the kitchen. Yet there's more than enough healthy, nutritious food produced right here in America to feed every last hungry child. If only there was a way to get it to them. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks collects surplus food to give hope to hungry kids and their families all across our country. But they can't do it without your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America at your local food bank and at feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. From court to court and lane to lane under the lights or under the sun. No one delivers Division II sports like NCAA.com. The center of D2 is inside the NCAA.com hub. With exclusive highlights of every sport and live broadcasts of every Division II championship found nowhere else. Make NCAA.com yours. The home of Division II college sports. All right, guys. Welcome back to Taking the Snap. Let's go over the power rankings this week. First off. At number one is the Kansas City Chiefs. Finally, the Chiefs are getting some respect. I really, really love this. They're a very good team. Number two, Philadelphia Eagles. They belong at number two, to be honest, because they are 8-1 and one in the division. The NFC East is very competitive this year, which is very, very good. Moving on to number three, the Minnesota Vikings. I love this because, well, you know, the Vikings just beat the Buffalo Bills, who are a legit Super Bowl contender, I'm going to be honest. Through 10 weeks in the NFL season, I would not be surprised if the Bills are one of the teams that will make the Super Bowl. Number four, Miami Dolphins. Okay, yeah, I agree with this because they're leading the division. And the Bills are in it. The Patriots are in it. The Jets are in it. I'm very impressed with the Dolphins so far this year. Number five, Buffalo Bills. I think... Personally, I think they need to be lower. I would put them at number five, personally. I'd put them at number six, actually, because, well, they're better than, they're worse than the Ravens, to be honest. Number six, Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I like, I think this could be a little bit higher because the Bills just lost to the Vikings. They just lost to the Jets. They're on a very Bad losing streak, and if they lose to the Browns this week, I don't know what I'm going to do, to be honest. At number seven, the New York Giants. All right, I like this. Two of the three New York teams are in the top ten so far. The Giants are a very good team. Saquon Barkley's done a very nice job this year. Moving on to number nine, excuse me, number eight, we have the San Francisco 49ers. 
They have Christian McCaffrey and Jimmy G and Debo Samuel. Whenever you have those two guys mixed in with Kyle Shanahan, you have a good chance to win. And I think they could go all the way to the NFC Championship game this year. It's a possibility. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's a very strong possibility. Moving on to number nine, the Dallas Cowboys. All right, I like this. But their defense needs to get it together because that was unacceptable last time against the against the Green Bay Packers. You blew a ten point you blew a fourteen point lead in the fourth quarter. That's absolutely pathetic. I mean, how do you do that? Number ten, New York Jets. This is right where I'd put the top ten. Number 11, Tennessee Titans. I'd put them a little bit lower than that just because they beat the Broncos. And, I mean, it's easy to beat the Broncos this year because the Broncos are hot garbage. But I'd put them right there. At number 12, we have the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, I, I think this is a solid, solid place to put them because they lost to the Buccaneers. They're 6-4 and four in the division. They're leading the division, actually. That's very impressive, yes, but still I'd put them at I'd put them at number twelve because of their record and how their quarterback has performed so far this year. Number thirteen, we have the Cincinnati Bengals. I like this pick to an extent. I mean, you know, you just coming off a of bye week. Jamar Chase has had an extra week to heal, which is Going to be good for the Bengals, but he's not coming back yet. He's almost there, but he's not coming back yet. Moving on to number 14, New England Patriots. I'd put them a little bit lower than number 14, to be honest. I'd put them at number 18, to be honest. Moving on to number 15, the Buccaneers. Are you kidding me? How do you put the Buccaneers at number 15 when they just beat a pathetic Seahawks team? I mean, no, enough. Come on, man. And number 16, Los Angeles Chargers. How do you put the Chargers at number 16? They are very banged up so far. It's awful, okay? Just get it together, ESPN. Number 17, Washington Commanders. I somewhat agree with this because, well, they just took out a legit Super Bowl contender in the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles were a very talented team, and the Commanders' defense... Actually did very well last time. Number set number eighteen, the new the Green Bay Packers. All right, eh, I'd put them a little bit higher just because they beat the Dallas Cowboys. Number nineteen, Arizona Cardinals. Eh, okay. I mean, you beat the Rams, but you beat their backup quarterback. I mean, that should be pretty easy to do. What do you want a gold medal? And number twenty, the Atlanta Choke Falcons. Eh. I, I would not put him at number 20. No way. No way in heck would I put them at number 20. And let's go over the remaining teams. Number 21, Colts. I agree. Number 22, Rams. I'd put them lower. Number 23, Browns. I'd put them a little bit higher, but not that much. Number 24, Saints. I don't think I'd put them anywhere near the top 25. I'd put them below the top 25. Number 25, Bears. Okay, no, no, no. No, 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 no. Move them down a little bit. Number 26, Jaguars. I don't... I, I, I agree with that. 
Number 27, Steelers. Number 28, Broncos. Number 29, Lions. How are the Lions number 29? I mean, you beat the Bears. You should be a lot higher than that. Number 30, Panthers. Yeah, they belong there. Number 31, Raiders. Yep. And finally, number 32, the Houston Texans. That's absolutely pathetic. Their team is awful this year. Once I said, like I said, once again, they're in a rebuild. All right, we're going to take another quick break. Coming up, I'll be making predictions for week 11, and I will give you the answer to the trivia question. For those of you who didn't know, the trivia question was, who returned an interception this year for a touchdown in week two to steal the victory for the Kansas City Chiefs? That's all coming up next. You're listening to Taking the Snap right here on UCM The Beat. Did you know that when you shop at a local business, you can create jobs, stimulate the local economy, and reduce your carbon footprint? 90% of net new jobs are created by small businesses, which makes them the largest employer nationally. And for every $100 spent at a local shop, 68 of those come back into the community because small businesses buy from more small businesses. Because of this, habitat loss and pollution caused by transportation has decreased by 26%. To learn more about the benefits of supporting small businesses in your community, visit one in your area today. This message brought to you by your friends in UCM Digital Media Production. All right, guys, welcome back to Taking the Stamp. Let's make predictions for Week 11 of the NFL, which I cannot believe. Week 11 is, is insane. The NFL has been going by so fast this year. Let's make predictions. Moving on to let's. First, start off with Thursday Night Football. The Titans are going into Lambeau to face the Packers. I'm going to take the Packers in this one. Their offense looked absolutely outstanding the last time, and they're in Lambeau Field once again. So I feel like that's going to help them a lot. Moving on, we got the Bears going into Atlanta to face the Falcons. I'm going to take the Bears in this one, and I'm going to tell you the truth right now. I am never, ever again going to pick the Falcons in one of my shows. The reason why is because they all—they will always let you down, and they will always choke. Up next, we got the Browns going into Buffalo to face the Bills. Um, I don't think it's any surprise right here. I'm taking the Bills in this one. Even though Josh Allen's not 100% right now, the Browns are still bad. It doesn't matter what the opponent they play or the quarterback they face. The Browns will always find a way to lose. They are giving up, get this, 26.4 points per game this year, and that's absolutely awful. Well, the Bills are only giving up 16.8, and I think Josh Allen is going to find a way to beat them, but not without throwing a couple of interceptions. Moving on, we got the Eagles going into Indianapolis to face the Colts. I'm going to take the Eagles in this one. I think what happened last time was an absolute fluke. The Eagles are a very, very good team. And every good team is going to have that game where hey, they struggle here and there once again. And I don't think it's going to be this week against the Indianapolis Colts. So that's why I'm going with the Eagles. They're going to fix the turnovers, and they're going to annihilate them. Moving on, we got the Jets going into New England to face the Patriots. I'm going to take the Jets in this one. Zach Wilson looks a lot better than Mac Jones right now. Their defense is also on fire with Sauce Gardner. Not only that, but they are 4-1 in their last five games, which is a very solid record to have in your last five games. Moving on, we got the Rams and the Saints. I'm going to take the Saints in this one. I've lost hope for the Rams this season. They're downright awful. Without Cooper Cup, I think they're doomed, to be honest, because 
Cooper Cup was one of your best wide receivers, and hey, let's just get him injured, right? Wrong. You're gonna you're gonna miss the playoffs this year. You're gonna have a Super Bowl hangover. It's gonna suck for you. Moving on, we got the Lions going into New York to face the Giants. I'm gonna take the Giants in this one. I think the Lions are gonna struggle once again against the defense of the of the Giants. It's it's gonna be a very competitive game, and I think it's gonna come down to a field goal. The Panthers and the Ravens, I'm going to take the Ravens in this one. They're a stronger team than the Panthers. But in order to win, I think their defense is going to have to get it together because they cannot keep blowing 10-point leads like they have all season. They blew a 10-point lead against the Bills. They blew a 10-point lead against the Dolphins. They blew a 10-point lead against the Giants. Need I go on? Moving on, we get the Commanders going into Houston to face the Texans. I'm going to take the Commanders in this one because Chase Young is coming back from injury. Their offense finally showed some life last time against the mighty Eagles defense. And, to be fair, the Texans are the worst team in the NFL this year. It's not even close. Raiders and Broncos, I'm going to take the Broncos in this one. Their offense has somewhat figured things out. I expect this to be a very good game. But I also expect Derek Carr to choke once again, throw an interception in the red zone, and he's going to lose. Cowboys and Vikings, I'm going to take the Vikings in this one. They are clearly the stronger team. They are, I'm going to, you heard it here first on taking the snap. They are real Super Bowl contenders this season. I'm not even making this up. I think they are going to win the NFC North this year by a landslide because of how bad the Packers are struggling right now. Moving on, we got the Bengals going into Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. I'm going to take the Steelers in this one. T.J. Watt is going to be a force to be reckoned with going up against the offensive line of the Bengals, which they spent $70 million on, and Joe Burrow is still one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the NFL this year. I don't understand it, but anyway. Moving on to the next game, we got the... We got a very good one. We got the Chiefs and the Chargers. I'm taking the Chiefs in this one. The reason I say that is because I'm not being biased, I promise. But I'm taking the Chiefs because the Chargers are very banged up at the moment. Their defense is all out of sorts with injuries. Joey Bosa, J.C. Jackson, you name it, they're out. They will struggle to keep up with the Chiefs' offense, which is scoring, get this, 30 points a game this season. That's absolutely incredible. That's why I'm taking the Chiefs in this one. Moving on, we got the 49ers and the Cardinals. I'm going to take the 49ers. Christian McCaffrey is once again going to dominate the line of scrimmage. Jimmy G is going to go off on the Cardinals' defense. Plus, Kyler Murray may not play right now because he's dealing with a hamstring injury at the moment. Probably from sitting on his couch too much playing video games. So, last, last week I told you my MVP predictions and... Well, I'm going to change my mind. I still think Patrick Mahomes is going to be Offensive Player of the Year, but I think Tyreek Hill is going to win MVP because he's dominating the NFL this year in receiving yards. He's one of the top ones. I think the Vikings and the Chiefs are going to be in the Super Bowl, and I expect the Chiefs to win that. All right, guys, let's move on to our trivia question. Who... Got the game-winning interception for the Chiefs to steal the victory against the Chargers. The answer was Jalen Watson. 
Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Taking the Snap. This has been me, your host, Colin Sumler. The next time I will be on the air is December 2nd, where I will recap not one, but two weeks of the NFL and make prediction for Week 13. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend, and remember, go Chiefs! Did you know that the University of Central Missouri has been leading innovation for nearly 150 years? With more accreditations and more qualified faculty members, our commitment to academic success is unparalleled. And we make sure every student receives the support they need to graduate on time and with less debt. So whatever opportunity you're looking for, make your impact sooner at UCM. With campuses located in Warrensburg, Lee Summit, and online. Find out more about UCM and the power of opportunity in action at ucmo.edu.